You are listening to an MLGA Network podcast. Welcome to Lars Bertarian, the only place for liberty loving muff divers and muff diving enthusiasts. Join us this week as we tear apart the political binary and take a look at issues through the lens of non-aggression and reason. I'm your host, Kim Chang. Throw on your flannel, rent your U-Haul, and let's get this thing started. Back in the day, when I was a itty-bitty baby libertarian, had been a libertarian for only a few months, and was running for state senate, I remember being at one of the most infamous libertarian conventions. It was my first experience with politics on that level. Hadn't really dabbled in it very much until that moment. So there was young, innocent, idiotic me, thinking this was going to be a great process. I was going to learn a lot. Well, I definitely did learn a lot. But I remember we were at the point we were putting in our... uh, votes for who we wanted to represent us as chair, vice president, and president. And of course, at this point in time, our presidential candidates were Gary Johnson, and we also had Austin Peterson, John McAfee, those were the main ones, and then we had all the chair candidates. I remember sitting with one of my friends, and the Nevada Libertarian Party, I'll go ahead and say the man's name because a good portion of people already know who the guy is. But Jason Wyman, our political director, is quite a character. Anyway, so me and a friend, I will not say her name because I actually like her. We're sitting there putting in our votes, kind of talking about who we're going to vote for and all of that stuff. And at some point, it was the moment that we all remember, and this was maybe hours after As a candidate, I got to be on C-SPAN Live for five minutes to try to convince whoever's possibly watching this clown show to vote for me, which it did end up working because not long after I gave that speech, I had constituents that messaged me on Facebook and all over the place. And I was just thinking, yes, District 7, going to have a libertarian in office. Unfortunately, it's going to be me and it's going to be a lot of work, but I was going to do it. Well, hours later, that's when big old tubby dude that we all know got up in his drawers and started dancing across stage for his chair speech. And everybody remembers that. And whether you think it was cool or not for James Weeks to do something that weird and everybody wants to try to sweep that under the rug and forget about that time. It was always a little personal to me because I was just thinking, what in the hell am I doing? This is the party that I want to represent How am I going to ever tell anybody to vote for me if any of them unfortunately watch C-SPAN? All the times that they would watch C-SPAN, that'd be the time. But to make this even more painful, Jason Wyman turns around and glares at my friend and tells her, this is the reason why this is happening. You're the reason that this is happening. And we're both just looking at this man like he's insane. He claimed that because we all didn't want to expressly, as one unit, vote for Gary Johnson, 
because God forbid you vote for somebody who aligns with your principles as opposed to just, hey, let's vote for whatever letters of the party that we want. God forbid you want anybody who actually represents you and your ideals. But he decided to start screaming in front of everybody. Delegates from other states are turning around and looking at us. And he's yelling at my poor friend, blaming her for a fat dude on the stage. So if you can just set the scene right there. You have fat dude in panties on stage. And you have crazy little dude with his Jufro just screaming at some lady, telling her this is her fault. All because she decided that she wanted to vote differently. In the end, I come to the conclusion that this just happened to be a person who has issues with, with women doing anything that may be of leadership quality. We're not supposed to challenge him. We're supposed to be, oh, I don't know, we're supposed to praise him for how smart and tactful he is. But as soon as something goes wrong, instead of saying, you know what, this is, this is just this dude's fault, fat dude's fault for being on stage, he decided to blame everybody else in the Libertarian Party who didn't want to vote for Gary Johnson. What is the moral of that story? The moral is, while we're all dealing with situations where everybody is all about whataboutism, and I would strongly suggest people stop trying to use that argument, because if you haven't noticed, nobody's changed their mind when you say, well, this side is doing this, well, your side also does this. Does this. Nobody actually cares. They're just going to argue back and forth. The thing is, whoever you are debating, stop before you continue going into it. Because I actually recently got to sit around listening to a group of friends try to convince a friend that was never going to change their mind. They know who they're talking about. I love you guys. But I just kind of sat around. At first I was debating and then I just sat to sit, see how long we were going to sit there and debate that. I just sat quietly and no minds were changed at all. And whether anybody was wrong or right, I don't feel like the point was that important to have like a two-hour conversation about it, nobody changed their minds. And the only thing that made me stay in that conversation and listen is because I respected everybody in that conversation. I respect their opinions. In the end, I don't really care who was right or wrong about any of that. Don't care. But the point was I respected the people that were discussing this topic and we were disagreeing. Think about all the people you talk to and if they disagree with you and they're insulting and you just want to sit there and talk to them for an eternity... Think to yourself, okay, do I respect this person? Do I care what this person thinks? And the most important, which usually is the truth, is this person really going to change their mind? Now, I know I've talked about the argument of we're doing this for the audience, but I think at the same time, you also have to think about the times we're in, where everybody is in this team sport mode. They either want to support their side because they're scared of the other side. And even if you speak sense to them, when it comes down to it, gun to the head, they're still going to vote for their team. Because even if they're saying, yeah, you're right, liberty is important, we have to back the government off, we got to change things, this is crazy. In the end, when they're threatened with, oh my goodness, we're going to end up with Biden and Harris in office, some people are just going to swallow all of the things that we have tried teaching them and just still vote for their party. Or if you're on the left and you are just thinking, I can't stand Trump, 
maybe you have Trump derangement syndrome where you just really can't stand the man and you just want him out of office. And they're just going to vote R anyway because it's better than the other side. Even if everything the left represents right now and what the candidates represent right now is everything I hate. There's more of a mentality, a group mentality to make sure your side wins, even if your side is wrong. So we're in a climate where that's coming to a head because you got one side over here still trying to make race war arguments. You got all these shootings and got everybody spouting what aboutism and just realizing that none of us were actually there. So pretending like we know all the details of all this stuff is ridiculous. We can continue trying to wait, and that's my favorite. We get all of these announcements, and everybody's just on Twitter, and everyone's like, well, I saw the video from this angle. I saw it from that angle. And I'm just thinking, were you actually there in the midst of everything? No, you were not. So therefore, maybe sit around waiting a lot longer than a day or two, maybe even more than a week, maybe a month, two months. Don't even say anything and wait till all the facts come out. Or realize we probably won't ever know all the facts because in a lot of these situations, one of those people is dead. So we don't know that person's complete side from their point of view on why they did something because they are now dead. It's like trying to accuse somebody in a trial of doing something terrible. And that person is the one that they kill, the person killed saying, oh, well, he or she did this to me and they were just awful. And you're thinking, well, that person's not alive to defend themselves. So we have no idea. None of us actually know all the facts. And we do this with all sorts of things, just articles. And I've been guilty of it where you share something and you're just arguing it and just thinking, hey, this is fresh. This just happened. Do you know all the details? Were you there? But no, we're all opinionated and we think we know everything. That's another reason I haven't been involved in a lot of these debates because I don't know everything. I wasn't there. So I would strongly urge that we think about those sorts of things. There was supposed to be an episode before this one, and I was excited about it, had a guest, and he was an awesome guy, another amazing black, more conservative libertarian. We agreed on a lot of things, and we talked for over an hour, we recorded, but even after the recording, we talked for, I guess, two more hours, and it was a really good conversation, just to find out the next day that, unfortunately, for some odd reason, his side recorded nothing but silence, so... It would have been nothing but a one-sided conversation of me talking. And it was sad because we were going to call it the cop and the corpse because we were just incensed and confused why the left would decide, okay, we're going to talk about police brutality. We're going to talk about racism. So in, in order to combat that, we're going to make sure that we put on the top of our ticket a guy that has been accused of racism has all these accusations about him from busing, all this stuff, and put, and has just made some of the worst legislation that was terrible for black people. And then you got somebody that was a cop, a prosecutor, no less, while we're talking about police brutality. So these are your candidates where you can actually find provable documents and nobody actually has to make it up that these people were terrible if it came to race relations and police brutality, but that's what you're going to put at the top of the ticket. And I'm getting a little annoyed these days with the way people decide that they want to combat this. They go, well, she probably, you know, did a lot of dirty sexual things to get where she's at. That's a stupid argument. Stop with that childish crap where 
you want to attack and you're going, oh, she probably sucks some penis for that or whatever you want to say. It's just crass and stupid when she really has even more. I don't care how many penises this woman has to suck to do anything, whether she sucked one or a hundred. I don't care. Whatever. I'm talking about the stuff that actually harms other people. The fact that she laughed about smoking weed and then put all of these minorities in jail for that. For the corruption when she was prosecutor where there were tests that were, I guess, fudged, all sorts of stuff, and all the crap that went around while she was prosecutor. That's the kind of stuff that's more important. But hey, well, I guess we're going to just talk about how she's not black. That's where we're going to go. Can we just start talking about stuff that actually harms other people? Isn't that what libertarianism is about? Don't hurt people and don't take their stuff. If she decides she wants to do these sorts of things or whatever you want to debate if she's black, I don't care. I want to talk about the actual actionable items that the fact that these people can be our president and vice president. Why can't we ever focus on that? But still, we got to talk about if Michelle Obama has a penis or not, which is childish to me. I don't really care what she'd be packing down there. I care about what could possibly happen. And I know people are saying, no, this is just funny stuff. Sure, I guess if you're in a group and you're all laughing about it, but I'm talking about there are actual people out there. That's the first thing they want to talk about is this person had sex with this person to get in the position. This person has a penis or is a man. Just most childish things that I've ever heard. I mean, my nephews aren't even close to 15 yet and probably less childish than some of the stuff that people talk about. I'm talking about the stuff that harms. And if you haven't noticed, if you want to try to think the best, that we're about to be on a path where everything is going to fall apart and everybody is just going to suddenly want liberty. I don't think we're there yet. I've always said that the U.S. is a young nation. A lot of nations have had to go through bloodshed. Everything had to tilt all the way to one side and completely implode. And then it took a while for it all to get back. And of course, the U.S. will probably think that we're going to somehow different. We're the special child because we're the stuck-up child that's always got their bases and business all up in other countries. That somehow we're going to be different. That's not the way history works. I think at this point, we're going to be heading down the road to some major destruction of what the political system is. The way that the system was created makes it obvious that this was going to come at some point, but we weren't ready we were just thinking, okay, if I get my side in office, if we get libertarians in office, we can turn this around. It's going to be so much different. But humans are humans. And I feel like, yeah, it's a good chance we are going to continue on this road. I don't know how long it's going to take. I don't know if it's going to be in my lifetime or at a point in time where I'm still behind the mic. It might be like 80 or something by then. But we're going to continue down that road. And I think it's going to be up to us to make sure that during this time, we're just talking about liberty. We're not trying to force it down people's throats. And then if they don't take hold of it, start calling them an idiot or whatever. That's my favorite. Great. So you're going to act like a kid for that. If somebody doesn't believe the same thing we do and they don't take it when you try to say it two to three times, maybe back up a little bit and go, okay, this person isn't going to listen to me. Circling back to the point that I was making with the ridiculous story at the beginning is that think about who you were talking to. Does their opinion matter to you? Are they 
possibly going to change their mind if you keep yelling at them constantly about it. And really, is it worth your mental health at this point? This country is divided into my opinion is more important than yours. My opinion is the truth and yours is false no matter what. So I would encourage people to just go ahead and say, hey, I don't really care about this person's opinion. Therefore, I'm not going to continue this conversation. I said what I said. I gave some material for the onlookers to look at. And then I'm going to bow out and say, peace, this person doesn't matter to me. And you know what? My time is precious. Remember, your time is precious. So don't waste it on idiots. Because at this point, we got idiots at the helm. And at this point, I still feel like Trump is probably going to be president coming up. But really, I don't think politics are going to be where it's at. We're going to have to continue educating and letting people know that we're out there and that we have possible solutions. And to understand that not everybody's going to want to take those solutions into account, but that's okay. That's okay. We're going to work with the moldable clay, the people that we do find that want to listen, and we're going to move them. And that's what it's going to take for them to move other people in their lives, have children that they move toward liberty, and that's how we're going to change everything around. But it's going to take a while, so have some patience, and don't waste your time on stupid people. Thank you for listening to another episode. If you want to reach out to me, you can reach me at lesbertarian at gmail.com. Or if you want to find me on social media, all of that, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, is all at Lesbertarian. And until next time, guys, just don't waste your time on stupid people. Stupid people.